Fellas, late night pod tonight, Monday, the night of the 23rd here, and we've got another good episode for you. The first time that we finally get to go twice a week, which I can actually pretty confidently say that I am uh, I am very excited about that. I know you guys are as well. Jimmy and Cade with us tonight. Fellas, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Good to be back. And if I uh, take a little cut to the camera here, we've got a very certain Green Bay Packers running back oh, on the couch, <laughs> my boy. Aaron Jones is with us tonight. Fellas, give give a hand for Aaron. Aaron. Seriously, man. Great, I just, great to have you in is, here. It is, uh, it is truly an honor to have you on the pod tonight, Aaron. I just, you know, have you grace our presence. But um, in all seriousness, uh, DeAndre Caldwell with us tonight. DeAndre, the super senior running back. Uh, some would call him a super senior. Others would call him a son of a bitch to tackle. DeAndre Caldwell, the man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate, appreciate you having it. on. I got you. Uh, I had to get you with the... Uh, What's it called? The splatter gun on the way in. Oh yeah. I caught you lacking a little bit, but you had the he had the strap in the backpack. I keep it. I keep it in my bag. Man. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I don't know. Show, show yeah. the audience. Show you the have audience. to actually show the people this, bro. You look. This looks serious. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Dramatized. Wait a minute. You ain't even got an orange tip on the front of that. No, I got. I got. <laughs> there's no. There's not even an orange tip on the front. You gonna get yourself in trouble, man. No, that's all. I'm only using. <laughs> he put. He put it away oh, so that's quick. Funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that, I, I gotta paint it orange on the end. Dude, that. Yeah, you're gonna scare some people with that thing, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is. I don't that go is out looking funny. for trouble, but no. Uh, you just gotta have it on you. Yeah, you can't sure. be lacking. No. Yeah. yeah. That is. That is too funny. Um, the sunglasses joke for those who, uh, I guess, live under a rock. Um, I'll pull it up here. So or maybe see. watching or listening to the podcast. That is watching. also, yeah, that is also true. Which one is the uh, open image here, guys? Open image and new. Here we are. Yeah, oh, there it is. Small, yeah. It is little. Yeah, that's too bad. But oh, oh anyway, find black. a bigger one. You'd Come probably, on, you probably find a bigger one if you. Like. Yeah, either way, the joke the joke stands. He looks a little bit like Aaron Judge with the big uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Judge. He does not look like Aaron. We were talking Judge. about him earlier, though. That's yeah, probably that's why, why he said <laughs> that. Yeah. I was in my brain. Yeah, he has two home runs tonight, by the way. Does he? Yeah, he's on pace at like sixty three home yeah, runs. Your guy's incredible, dude. Jeez. He's so good. But uh, on tonight's episode, the biggest news for us uh, is the fact that uh, our boy Peyton Mojo he signed a deal with the USFL's New Orleans Breakers. So Peyton. Big ups, Let's go, big yeah, ups Peyton. to the boys. That, uh, yeah. that is seriously huge news for Peyton. Uh, we are super proud of him. Uh, obviously, teammates with him last year, and now making that move to go pro to be with the Breakers in the USFL. We've talked a little bit about the USFL here on the podcast and uh, some of the strides that they've made as a league. And um, I think it just makes it way cooler to have someone that you know on one of the teams. Oh yeah, okay, I can root for him now. Yeah. Uh, and now that's we my have favorite team. Yeah, me too. Oh, Breakers, we're. Yeah. All in on the Breakers. I, I kind of yeah. want to get a Peyton Mojo jersey. I mean, oh, I, I, I might need one, dude. I kind of need one. He, yeah, yeah. He's a professional football sick. player, dude. Like, Bro, he's yeah. going to have the Breakers jersey hung up in Branch's gym. Yeah, Branch is going to He's gonna have <laughs> his own to, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sick, so dude. So now what yeah. we got to do is lead with this. You were just telling us this story before we hit the record button, and now we got we to gotta hear it again, dude. Yeah. Just like re so, recap, uh, bring me back through that. I had called Peyton to see how uh, everything was going with the USFL and everything, like – uh, room and board. I didn't know they paid for his room and board. They saying like this nice, luxurious hotel and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, what about the guys you meeting down there? He was like, bro, like he was just walking. He was like chopping it up with this random guy, huge, huge dude. <clears throat> and you get in the elevator, and some kid points at him. He's like, oh yeah, dad, that's Bo Scarborough. And Peyton looks at him <laughs> and like. Damn, is it really? <laughs> no I'm like, way. I'm like, bro, like, there's no way. Like, you did dude, not know. You, there's no way. He's like, yeah, I played at Alabama, all this and other. It, it didn't click in his head like that. I'm like, bro, 
that, like that's crazy how you think like last season you playing in the Gleag. Yeah. Now you like playing against playing, playing with both scoreboard or no, with them. Yeah. People used to watch on like national TV three, four years ago. Dude, like it, and seriously, like to fact the think that where each of them were at in their respective careers, like you said, just a couple years ago, and now they're just chopping it up in a hotel lobby. Like, yeah. just trying to... They're all doing the same thing, right? They're all trying to get that next chance. Crazy. Yeah, and that's what... Um, oh, that is that is so wild to me. So yeah. cool. The but thing like, he was telling me about, too, is, like, what's so different over there is, like, everybody has the same goal. They're trying to go to the next level, go yeah, to the league. Yeah, for sure. Whereas you go for a college team, that's probably the goal for only, like, 60 50% of the team. The rest of the team are playing just to play or, you know... Because they can, because they want to, you know? right? Depending on the level, right? Like if you if you took a poll of of the guys on our team, like you said, I don't even think that. Ah, I guess it would depend. I don't know if that percentage would even be that high, right? Yeah. We got a lot of guys that, like myself included, my aspiration has never been to play professional football, but like mm. love playing football, want to come here, get my degree while playing football. Yeah. Now here to Alabama, I think that percentage goes up like tenfold. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. When yeah. You see a school send out people. To the league every consistently every job, every yeah job. now i guess i would my thing is to i guess to you guys would be like how many of us could actually say that if you saw bo scarborough in a spot like that that you would immediately recognize him could we all confidently say that you would recognize him not until alabama no yeah yeah when he's when he when he'd be like yeah i played ball at alabama yeah yeah if, he's, if he said that then you definitely would be like Alarm bells would be would be and going off. He's just this humongous individual. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like massive. Six, six two, six three. He's right? humongous. Like, there's this video of him. I saw it was a clip at practice. He's just standing there, and it's just like he looks like a he looks like a linebacker, almost like Derrick Henry esque of like oh, that kind of build certainly. size. I mean, I mean Alabama, obviously the Alabama yeah, tie in is totally. huge. He played totally. with the Lions for a minute. Dude. Yeah, he did. He was in the Lions. Yeah, he Ball's did. Carbo. He was on the Seahawks too. Yeah, was he? Yeah. yeah they picked, they, pick, they picked him up after the Lions dropped him. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, he did play for Lions. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, I remember his his little stint with the Lions there. But that dude, that story is something that I think you know. Whatever comes out of this this journey for Peyton, it'll be really interesting to Super see. Like, cool. yeah, like that's something he'll tell like a lot of people. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. Tell right? his grandkids that. Yeah, like, well, hopefully, like Bo actually gets another shot because yeah. he is a talented back. Oh yeah, right. So hopefully he Big gets time. another shot, and that's a story that Peyton could be telling like you know forever. Like yeah. that's sick. Yeah. Um, but we will definitely start off the pod with that conversation because that's one that needs to be had, and it's one that hits very close to home for us. I guess that, that kind of sounds kind of sad. But you know what I mean. Like, it's a very personal uh, topic for us, and we're super excited for Peyton. Yeah. Uh, as we get onto the college football side of things, we talked a little bit, fellas, about the Saban and Jimbo Fisher beef that has been going on, and it has been just insane, right? Like, it keeps it feels like it keeps ramping up, too, and there's just, like, more levels to it each yeah. and every time we talk about it. Um there's another one, and there's a couple more levels. Uh, Jimbo Fisher continued his fight against Nick Saban, went on a radio show that we'll talk about here in a little bit, and now Justin Thomas took a shot at Fisher after he just won the PGA uh, Championship. I didn't see that. You did not? No, I didn't see it either. Dude, when I tell you, like, it was like kind of a, I wouldn't even say it was subtle. It wasn't even subtle at all. Like, he very clearly called him out. Because he's, uh, Justin Thomas is an Alabama alum which I guess I didn't realize off the top of my head. Um, but so that we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll move on to the NFL side of things uh, after we talk about our boy DeAndre, of course. Um, talking about the Cardinals, they've been selected to, feature, to be featured, excuse me, on the in-season portion of Hard Knocks, which is super exciting for them. Um, and I think it'll actually be a pretty, it's a pretty interesting team to follow right now, yeah. especially coming off the year that they had. They don't have a quarterback right now. That is the next thing we're going to talk about is because Kyler Murray is not expected to make any of the first week of the team OTAs. That's and crazy. does not have a new contract in front of him. 
Exactly. They have exercised his fifth-year option, which I believe is around the marker of 20-some million dollars. But that is going to be a conversation that I think will pick up in some uh, – a lot of sports shows will be picking that up here pretty soon. So that's an interesting conversation piece. Uh, we'll talk about some other big names that are missing from OTAs, the likes of uh, Debo Samuel still, obviously. Uh, Aaron Donald missed the first OTA, which is kind of an interesting story because wow. we thought he was going to retire, but now you might be coming back very – Weird and kind of conflicting remarks there. And then obviously Baker Mayfield is not going to any of the OTAs. So we'll touch on that situation as well. But finally, fellas, Michael Vick. There's been some stories coming out about Michael Vick. Have you seen any of this stuff about Michael? Yeah, and he playing in a player-controlled league. So we thought. He's not. We'll talk about it later. But literally the reports came out one day that said, yes, he's coming back to be in this fan-controlled league. Mike Vick still got it at the ripe age of, like, what, late 40s or something like that? Yeah. I'd have to look it up. 41, yeah. 42? I think he's older than that. He got drafted. I remember he was a rookie probably like early 2000s, right? Like he had a, maybe like 2001, That's 2002. When I, that is when I was born, which is crazy. He, he was really, really young, right? He not, it was just a while ago, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to look. That'll have be interesting. Look. But anyways, the reports came out about him coming out to play in this fan control league. And then literally, I think two days later, he came out and officially said, hey, the, the cleats are hung up, fellas. Like, we're, this is not happening. So I don't know where that would have come from initially. Did did Mike have a change of heart within within the span of forty eight hours? He's forty one. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I, we're gonna touch on that, and uh, we got some videos of Mike uh, tossing the big skin around later that we'll watch. Um, but otherwise, fellas, you know the deal. As always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. Uh, don't forget about the timestamps on YouTube as well. If as a part of the conversation that we just talked about that you do want to see, bottom of the screen, little red line. You can see each part of the conversation. Go right to it, or Here's, here's an idea. Hear me out. Listen and watch the whole thing. That's wow. How about that? That's, true. Wow. Yeah, that's the only the way. Whole pod. Mind whole blown. Pod. Mind blown. But no, yeah. if you do want to see a, a certain part of our conversation, you want to go right to the Peyton talk, you want to go right with our boy DeAndre or see Mike Vick throwing the pigskin, go there, check out the timestamps, get right to that part that you want, and dip out of here. We respect it either way. You can listen pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1Rejects and on Instagram at Division1Rejects to see highlights from the show all right fellas let's get right into the uh the pimo talk he's getting a shot at the usfl we talked about it he signed a contract with the new orleans breakers the details of which are still um not really available peyton did tell me that he uh, electronically signed which is kind of interesting i feel like they would at least do a little ceremony right where you get the pen and paper out on the table and do a little like it's a cool little like photo op opportunity like yeah. i don't I think it's just because totally. it's the middle of the year. And yeah, you think so? Season, yeah. He didn't, he didn't come at the beginning of the season, so yeah. I think it's more like get this over with. Yeah. Go, go get him, learn. Uh, get, him in the pra- get him in the practice room or yeah. practice film or whatever. You still got to learn plays and all that, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that was, that's Saturday. what I was going to ask about. So now you join into this league that is, what, almost like five, six weeks into the season, I believe. Six weeks, I want to say. I just got done week six. Yeah, so six weeks into the year, and now you're joining a team of guys that – you know, maybe at the beginning of the season, had no idea who everyone was. But now I feel like you play with a group of guys for six weeks. Doesn't matter where you come from. There's a little bit of uh, chemistry and or animosity between some mm-hmm. some guys in the squad. So I guess kind of being thrust into that dynamic would be pretty interesting. I don't know how I would uh, how a guy like Peyton goes into dealing with that. You kind of just put your head down and, and get to work, right? I yeah, think he's a- I think he's perfect guy for that. He doesn't. I mean, Peyton. Oh, for all we know, he's worked his butt off. Yeah, definitely. Since. He was what? He told a story about how he was in high school and not the size he was now. I don't remember the real numbers, but he said he was, he was like yeah. 235. Yeah. He said. He was and like, look at him yeah. now. The dude's literally living out 
probably younger Peyton's dream. You yeah, know? which is crazy. And I, that's the next thing I want to talk about was his size because he's 6'6", 307 pounds. That was his roster size. Now, we know he's every bit of that, right? We're around him all the time. Yeah. He's He is every bit of that. And I'm not surprised that someone saw something in this guy with, you know, given his frame and how well he moves too. Now, he does um, move really well for a guy of that stature. And some of his movements, like we've seen him move around. He's got kind of like a... Like that old, kind of like that secretary walk sometime. Like, yeah. that, like that old secretary walk behind the desk. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Like the he's hips got great kinda, feet, though. He's, he he's, does. He's agile exactly. for a 6'6 six, six guy. I mean, and he's a great leader. He's a great locker room guy. You know, he's a, he's something. Intangibles. You can't, you really Intangibles can't, are important, yeah. You really can't lose with him, you know. He's got a bunch of room. He's got a bunch of upside. You only have upside when you're that big. And that's the next thing I was going to say is that I think he'd be the first person to tell you how much his game can improve, yeah. right? How much yeah. his ceiling can continue to to go higher. Because I think, you know, I would, I'd be an idiot to say that he's only scratched the surface, right? Like he's been playing football for a while now. I think he's more than scratched He's like the three heads above the surface, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 6'6". Another, another thing about Peyton, I think one of the most impressive things about his, like, athletic abilities, he has, like, a 31-inch vertical. Yeah. That is that He's is 300 incredible. pounds. Yeah. I bet you he's walking in there and he's the most athletic tackle. There's what other so, tack, what other tackle on the team is gonna be? I mean, I I'd have to look. I mean, that's I'm gonna say. So I have this to, is my I, this is my assumption. But 31 inches, he's 300 pounds. Like. I do have the list of some of the other um, schools that the offensive linemen are from. If you'd like, yeah, to, please uh, I would like to hear to see them. That, so yeah. Yeah. it's actually a very interesting spread. It's not from uh, all like blue blood FBS powerhouse programs. You have a couple on there that are some pretty notable programs. Um, but here we go. We've got schools uh, offensive linemen. This is guards, tackles, or offensive linemen, whatever they're listed at on the Breakers roster. Schools like FIU, Howard, Bowling Green, West Virginia, UTSA, Missouri, and Northwestern. So. A very like interesting sprinkling of schools in there. Wide range, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Definitely kind of surprising an, to me. Definitely an oddball, you know. Any any D one to D two like school. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you look at that list, and there's you know those are all yeah. Division one programs. No matter what level they're at, they're all Division one programs. And I really so. think that like we, you guys have seen it because you obviously you you guys have traveled and stuff and seen it firsthand. But there's dudes in the Division two level that'll fight for somebody's job at the D one level. I mean, oh, 100%. There's guys every day. You see it in practice. You saw our spring game. Like, yeah. yeah. Dudes are mad. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to play. Size, it doesn't matter. Like, Peyton's going to go in there. He's going to work his butt off, and he's going to find his way in the field somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. and size-wise, like we talked about, he fits right in with those guys. Now, yeah. I guess um, looking at that now, though, and kind of how you stack up against offensive linemen, one thing that I noticed is that they don't keep many on the roster. It's not like you have a great amount of depth at really any position, <clears throat> excuse me, in the USFL. One, because I don't think they can afford to, yeah. right? You can't afford to have a ton of guys on a roster because that's just not the situation that the league is in right now. And number two, because um, I, I guess, like, I, I kind of go back to affording them, but, like, every guy that you have, you have to feed, you have to accommodate, you have to do everything for. And I guess the second thing that I really was trying to get at is that they know that there's this large untapped, uh, I guess, array or like population is the right word of football players that are willing to take that next step. I want to say I looked into what they were being paid a little while back and it kind of goes off like a week by week basis. And if you're on the active roster and if you're playing in games and there's some, some type of bonuses and incentives tied into their contracts, it's not like a, Oh, this guy just signed on to a one year, two mil. Like it's not very straightforward like that. No, not close. It can't be. No, it is like I said, you really don't know the future. It. And second of all, <clears throat> yeah. you, did, you did see like probably four days ago, and I immediately thought of Peyton. I swear, right, right when this, I saw this on USFL, it was like they added two guys to the active roster, and they added two more to like the how many like you guys you can have on your real roster, like the so like yeah. it's like forty and thirty eight. 
So they added two. So right when I saw that happen, I'm like, okay, well, they're going to be calling. They'll mm-hmm. be calling some people. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, what, two days ago I saw on a story, he was in, down, he was in Texas, right? I don't remember actually where he was. But he, but saw, he posted that thing in the USFL. He was in Atlanta, I think. Oh, no, he was, he was, he was in Atlanta. He was on a flight. I believe he was getting... the Atlanta airport. Yeah. And he was I like, it's really hot here. Uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He, and Payton, like, funny, it's like, obviously, a lot of people probably don't know this. Sweaty like, Payton, ass like, dude. He's the... Sweaty ass dude. He's the... Like, he just sweats a lot. Dude. He has, like, some, like, condition, I think. I forgot what it was. It's, like, hyper hydrosis. Hyper hydrosis is the correct term. He was, like, this the other day after a thing. Like just dripping sweat. And dude. I'm not kidding. It was like like a little pond. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I will tell you, from someone that I have not been diagnosed with hyperhidrosis, but I oh. 100% believe that I have that, I went and actually got Botox on my armpits. I know I, I you know about I this. I think your mom told me that. Yeah, yeah so I want to. Yeah, because I remember I, I, I definitely told our running back room. It was kind of a funny, like, it's always like a cool, not cool, but like interesting, yeah. weird, yeah. like, conversation starter, right? You lay down in the bed. On this, like, bed at this, uh, what is it called? Uh, like, the skincare place. Dermatologist. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I, could, I don't know. I could blanked on that. 25 shots in each armpit. Jeez. I was crying, bro. I'm sitting on that bench just, like, tears. Like, straight tears. It was I, awful. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, but if you were throwing out T-shirts every month because they got ruined, what if you, hey, what if yeah. you had to throw away that tech right there? I wouldn't, bro. I'll stay nice and Stay nice and cool with it. Yeah, but then if you, you, got, you got the stains and they're like they're like white, and yellow. yeah, bro, they get nasty. Oh, nah, they don't come out in the you can't wash. Wear that out in public. It's no, tough, man. Hey, but now, but now, hey, oh, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. we're free of it now. Okay. Charmin Ultra Sauce. Charmin. Uh, <laughs> um, but back to my kind of what I was talking about. We got the payment of of the USFL guys. I think, and it's not the USFL's fault, but whatever they're paying them, I think they know this that there are just as many guys who would take that opportunity for half the money. Right? I think we could, we could probably agree on that. Yeah. I think guys, because just just so, the absolute volume of guys that are competing for those spots, I think that it's a safe assumption to say that there are just as many guys that would do it for half the money, just simply for the opportunity, just yeah. to get paid paid enough to live and play, play their dream. Well, did you see yeah, that? I, I actually blanked on it earlier. Did you see that USFL also signed, like, major uh, televising rights? With CBS and Fox, or Fox Word. or ESPN, like so next like six years, I'm pretty sure. I believe you're talking about the XFL and the XFL. Partnered, oh, was it XFL? The XFL partnered with Disney, who owns ESPN, and also with I believe it was Fox. Fox yeah. So and they have got a huge deal that we just got like announced. Six years. Now you know all the talk is on the USFL right now because the USFL is playing the XFL. I tell you right now, this is my like take of the podcast. The XFL will outlast the USFL 100. percent like it won't even be a competition. Doesn't the Rock own it? This, so the Rock and I've I'm I'm up on my USFL or XFL, excuse me. The Rock is like a figurehead owner. He comes out when they make big announcements and okay. says things. And obviously, I don't know Dwayne Johnson. Like yeah. in no way, shape, or form do I know freaking Dwayne Johnson. I wish I did. He's like the coolest dude on earth. You mean the Rock? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Get big bro, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's getting big bro right now. Hey, All right, bro. bro. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Talk your shit, Kobe. <laughs> um, but back to your back to your point. I feel like 
to me, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, somebody who follows the XFL very closely, Dwayne Johnson seems like a figurehead owner. And not to say that he does not contribute. I'm sure he does. But what does Dwayne Johnson do? He raises the image. He raises the notoriety. He makes everything look and sound the good. The same reason he's at the Super Bowl last year. Exactly. Right. You, let, let me comment on the because Super Bowl. Because he's a he, beast he of cutting promos. Yeah, he did. He overdid dude. it in the Super Bowl. I like, mean, kick I the ball off. Yeah, he's what are like, you doing? Like, everyone, everyone is standing... Around the stadium, everyone's watching on TV. Like, they just want to watch the Super Bowl. And this guy's like, are you ready for this game? <laughs> and he's doing his little, you know, his little eyebrow thing. Like, he's like, dude, looking around right like this. Like, like, hey, dude. But, I mean, it was kind of cool. But the outfit? But like, the outfit yeah. was crisp, though. I don't remember it. Yeah, but like, all and the fact that I don't remember, it wasn't that good. Yeah. yeah. He a real rock fan. Well, I don't remember his outfit either. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. You got you to gotta post it to Rock in your room. I'm all, no. I should, though. Maybe we get one in yeah. here. He was great in the game plan. You know Maybe we movie? get one in here. The movie, the game plan. The game plan. It's with that one girl. Uh, Why oh, have yeah, I not? Have I seen girl. Dude, it's a very heartwarming movie. There's I encourage. The, I encourage the viewers to watch the game plan. It's with The Rock and this. She's this famous Disney channel. Hey, we're not actor. getting paid for that, bro. Keep it off. I'm just no saying. Shout out. No free shout saying, out. Come on, no Jim. You know out. better hey, than that. Hey, hey, I'm just trying to show Mr. people good movies. Good movies. Good movies. You like this shirt, Kobe? It's all right, man. Yeah. I like it too. I like it too. I like cheese. Um, but back to like circling back to what I was talking about is that the real, I guess, spearhead of this XFL front seems to be this, uh, Danny Garcia, I believe her name is. She seems to be doing the majority of the work as far as, um, like really boots to the ground type deal. She seems to be everywhere, uh, working on the USFL and like trying to break through on a lot of these deals. Now I'm sure they have their own separate entities as far as legal teams and other things go, but, um, those two have been the more prominent faces that we've seen tied with the XFL. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to see what that product of foot, football looks like. And potentially, excuse me, the greatest thing they have going for them is that they're not in one host city. At yeah. least that's the plan, right? And that's the USFL we've talked about has kind of handicapped themselves by having themselves in one host city. The XFL yeah. is going to be all spread out, right? And when like, does that start? We had, that's next year, 2023. Okay. So I'm... I'm super excited. So can the guys in the USFL still play in the XFL? <clears throat> the USFL is going to try and still be around. So well, get, that's, that's ridiculous. Isn't, yeah. yeah. So then that's what I'm saying. Like one of these leagues will sink and one will swim because mm-hmm. that's just what happens. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if we're, if we're putting money on a horse here, this is not a gambling <coughs> podcast. If we're putting money on a horse here, which, which horse do you pick? Silence. I mean, can crickets. I, can I, I'd go XFL just because I know it's just like more been like shot, like, yeah, you know, and then what if they like, combine? Interesting because I I because I the USFL a single out to the USFL like that that quick, bro. What if I they combine? Like, what if they like merge into one? What yeah. if in, in a dream world? I've kind of I, I, I was pride because I was about this earlier. Can I elaborate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, go for it. You know how like Major League Baseball has like a whole like farm system of like single A, double A, triple A. The NFL, why doesn't the NFL, NFL do doesn't that? want it? The NFL why, doesn't want it. Same with the G League. I don't get it. I don't. Why? I guess because like I guess like Division One football is kind of like. Yeah, I guess money. Yeah, I guess you're right. The NFL is a monopoly on football. Yeah, it, it totally this takes is. me back it to totally talking is. about the USFL. The USFL used to be around. You guys know this. Like the USFL was a real, a real thing a while back. Like this is not the first iteration of the USFL. And the USFL was big. There were a lot of big time names in today's NFL that came originally from the USFL. You know what the downfall of the USFL was? Trying to take on the NFL. Yeah, they tried suing them. They did try suing them. And there they got a little history. A dollar. They did. Thank you. They ended up actually technically winning the lawsuit for a dollar. They were suing that the NFL had a monopoly on football, which was technically correct. But by some 
long stretch of uh, expensive legal teams and all these other things, what they got out of the winning of their lawsuit was $1, and all of that money caused them to go bankrupt, and the league folded. That's crazy. Isn't that unreal? There's a whole book about it. There's all kinds of stuff. You can look it up. But um, it, it's it's a very, I guess, cautionary tale of why the NFL is the NFL and kind of dives into that reason of why they would never have a feeder yeah, program. It's sad, though. Yeah, it kind of is it, because, I, I wish, yeah. Like, more, I wish more guys that worked really, really hard would get more opportunities to play football. Yeah. Like, I think everyone would like to see, like, their 100%. college teammates who work really hard and know that they're really good. Get more chances to play after college, you know. I, that's just my that's just my take. You're you know? totally right. Yeah, yeah. It's NFL or bust. That's yeah, it's sad. it's sad because you, you, like, you got a lot of guys that can play. I feel like there's more opportunities opening up around. No, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh they're yeah, definitely yeah. doing a better yeah. job. And we haven't even discussed yeah. like if you really have that drive to play, you can go overseas, yeah. and there are other yeah. opportunities, right? Like it's not just and what's in America. CFL has been around. They're CFL making these is a little, huge like, arcade three on three games. Just had a kid from Grand Valley signed to the Argonauts, I believe, which is a kind of a cool thing that I saw. Yeah, nice. So that was sweet. Um. That's what Peyton, Peyton was trying to do that for a minute because Coach Bobby was trying to get him in there. He was. Now, talking about a dude that uh, may or may not have some aspirations of playing at the next level, what are your plans as far as Mr. Super Senior here? You're going on year five, correct, or six? Six. It is year six yeah. because you had the finger. So yeah. what, are, what are the plans moving forward for you? Um, I'm going to play this fall for sure. And after well, that, it, thanks. Um, breaking news here on the pod. <laughs> Tweet it. <laughs> Tweet it. Breaking but, news. DeAndre Caldwell is back. I feel like I'm going to take any chance I can get to play. If I can get a chance to play anywhere, I'm going to play for sure. Just for the yeah. the uh, fact that I feel like I didn't get to play enough here. And not because of, like, depth chart or, like, I wasn't good enough. It's just like oh, I, we know. I got held yeah. back by so many injuries, yeah. bro. Yeah. And, like, back to back to back. And I think about it, like, that doesn't make no sense. I, no. Come, like, I come in as a freshman behind an All-American running back, which is – Shout out to Jake Mayon. Mayon, yep. He's playing over Germany right now. Breaking Rick is over there. He was nice. But, like, he, like, took me under his wing type, you know, weight room, pushed me to go harder and everything. I had a good freshman year. I averaged, like, five, five, eight to carry. Damn, I didn't get the ball solid. that much. I didn't get the ball, like, on third down or red zone or anything. But I got the ball and they fed it to me. And then sophomore year is his senior year. I tear my ACL tech game. I mean, I turned my MCL, sorry. Mm. And then, I was saying, I didn't know you had, that was the second. No. Yeah, I was going to say, I had, if you had me, you had me did, for a second. It was, it was on the same leg, though. So oh, I, shit. I first time that. I tore my MCL. And then junior year comes around. <laughs> and I had a few little uh, debacles with, with one of the coaches. I didn't. I wasn't getting as much as play time as I, th- I thought I should at, at times. Especially yeah. when we were losing and stuff. And then break my finger that year. So that that was like a double whammy. I mean, like, okay, that was yeah, Andre. Yeah, that that was. Speaking of that, Coach <laughs> Chewy, he brought in a, a recruit to the Peef, and I was like head down doing like some work, writing some stuff down. And he says, he says, yeah, Andre. I look up, I'm like, what? You got PTSD for PTSD a second? for real? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no way. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's Ooh, here. What's the stage? Yeah, we're not gonna. We're gonna drop. Don't, don't say the yeah, F word. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not. Don't say the F word. <laughs> we're not dropping names on here, but I, I totally understand um, as far as as far as where that's going from. Um, but I guess you talked about it like you're being held back from things that, for a lot of reasons, are out of your control, which is yeah. frustrating. Like it's yeah, frustrating as hell. Because like, say if I came into a program that are your third string running back. Uh, player number one and player number two—they're better than you right now. Mm-hmm. This is what you do to get better? I work my butt off to get better. You know, I get a chance to play. That's like you know, 
I would love to do that. Or yeah. if I didn't, if I you know didn't work as hard and didn't get to play because of that, I know that's on me. But mm-hmm. if I'm like working my butt off, you know, Hell trying yeah. to do the extra work, trying to take the extra step to go farther, yeah. You know, and it's just it was just unfortunate in my in my eyes. But I think it's it's, it's just making me stronger. It is. And that's like, I got to tell people all the time, like we talk about, um, you know, both of us go down with ACLs this year and like, I'm in a very different situation from you. Like you've earned your stripes much more so than I have is because you've been around here so much longer. Right. Yeah. But, um, people talk about the injury and I think the toughest thing for them to understand is that at least for me in my situation, that so much good came out of my injury, so much more yeah. good than bad. And it kind of depends on, on the person in the situation. But like you said, you know, you're not getting any worse off because of it. Right. It's just, it's a. It is a, it's not a roadblock. It's more like a detour, right? It's like a detour. Like you just got something you got to get around, something you have to go through depending on the situation and something that you're going to eventually, you know, come on the other side of. It's not the end in the road. It's a bend in the road. There you go. Facts. That's a quote. That's a quote from uh, Kobe Manzo, Kobe Manzo D-Zone interview from like 2018. Might have to pull that video. Yeah. Ain't nobody want to see old fat ass, bro. <laughs> bro, they interviewed me right after the Adams game. I know, and I'm out of breath like a you know what, bro. You know, uh, my offensive lineman had a good game, and uh, we just got, we found a hole and uh, be green the whole night, boys. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, it was bad. But um, <laughs> but but game one. Let's go. Let's go. Game one of last year. We go to McKendry. I say we. I wasn't there, so I don't know why I say we because I was, was there in spirit. I was there in spirit. We were all there. Um, but you guys go to McKendry um and you know long story short three carries about 75 yards yeah and at that point in your mind you're thinking yeah like hell yeah like this is it this is what i've worked for this is just the beginning we're just you know starting to scratch the surface yeah. of what he's running with the purpose be. In that game. exactly i was watching, I was watching exactly. that Dre. Yeah. i saw yeah. you out we there were, running we were all the, boys, you, all the boys were in the dome there watching together yeah, and then like, and then run me through yeah run me through that last run so it's like I didn't I don't know before the game like you know some teammates take things like caffeine energy drinks and like we always we sent the bus to the field of the special teams players and I'm just like it looks like I drink like ten cups of caffeine I'm just pumped ready to go because I haven't played ball in so long I ain't played my whole junior year because the finger situation yeah. senior year because COVID just to clarify so just, you didn't actually down ten like you didn't no really no no care. I was <laughs> just <laughs> awful like. Natural, yeah, bro. Not playing football. That's real. Being able to, I was just, I was so pumped, and I'm like, <clears throat> well, uh, Antonio, he was like, well, y'all, what, what y'all taking? I need to get like pumped, like y'all. I'm like, I'm not, I ain't take anything, bro. I just haven't played until I'm ready to play. And then I remember, um, we had like a, I got paid to be a captain. Yeah, on the way down, That's we right. had stopped at a team, uh, a school, a high school in Wisconsin. I had to pay to be captain there and everything. I had to get a little captain spiel. I'm like, I'm not, I don't got much to say. I'm just saying, like, I was on kickoff. I, I took, I take pride in kickoff now, just because you don't, you don't understand how important each play is until it's snatched away type. So mm-hmm. I say, we if we on kickoff first, which I hope we are, I'm putting somebody on our, on their shit. You can like, say you know, on their ass, yeah. Put put them on their ass. Yeah. I told him straight up about that. Say. And in film, Coach Chu was like, he had a person that's supposed to block you. He just sits there and waits for you. I'm like, I, I, I hope he does that. First play, kickoff. Put him on his ass. Send him <laughs> screaming in his face. And then, like, I'm just, like, teed for the whole game. I remember each play that I had. And then, that, like, I had a, a hit on punt. I had. I saw that. That was, that was my favorite play of the game. That was one of my favorite plays of the game. I was just about hit to say stick that. somebody on punt, bro. Got And, like, something. And, and I feel like you need that on teams. Just, like, on paper, it's like, you know. Regular one time, yeah, it's nothing, but like in the game, that it's such a big play, yeah. Huge. Special teams, 
are the the um they really control the flow of the game for me, right? Yeah. They control that that kind you of the a, ebb and the flow of the game. Yeah, like, but bad special teams play that transfer from the offense to the to defense can just be terrible. Takes the know? wind like directly out of the sails of any yeah. team. You look at a sideline after like a you could say like a block punt or a big kick return. You look at the opposite sideline. North Northwood game. Think about Northwood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at how that game changed, right? Like there's some huge things. It'll huge win you a game. It. It, you know what dad always says? It'll win you a game and it'll sure as hell lose you one too. Special teams. Special teams is a third of the game. People are, are look, quick to I neglect mean, special teams. Look, it's look crazy. Look at the Packers. Yeah. They lost. Look at the Packers. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, Packers. sorry to the Packers fans. Sorry to the Packers Chokers. fans out there. But. Chokey choke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the Packers so much, Can't, dude. I, I oh, I hate them. I couldn't lose uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's another. Story, oh, shoot, bro. Back to those runs, bro. Shoot, bro. It's like, I don't know. I just got the ball and ran. Yeah. And then and then the it was helmet. One, and then it was helmet into the knee. Yeah, the third one, the third run, I had... Broke off. I remember number nineteen. He was. We kept. We kept implement, implementing in film. He's the worst player on their defense. Damn. Worst player. He just I'm got like, called. He just got ee- called. The hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no disrespect to him and what he's doing. Yeah, I'm sure but, he's a cool person. But yeah. on the, on the but field, on the field he, he's, he's a liability. He's, he's right. a liability. He's a liability for real. So I easily shook him. I did. I had a terrible move. I'm just running in a short DB, like five six, five seven, five across the field. Hit me in my knee, bro. I'm like. I just feel it like it even pop. It's like it was a crunch, and my le- my my leg was like going that way. And immediately you're laying there, I'm and you're down. like, "What's, what's the initial?" Yeah, I knew it was over. I threw my helmet. I'm crying. Yeah, screaming. I remember that. And Coach Nyshen came up to me. He's like, "You gonna be all good?" I'm like, "Coach, why? Like, why does it keep happening?" And I get up, and then like, he's like, "We need you to calm down." I'm all right. They put my knee back in place. I got on the thing. I'm like. Yeah, when you say they put your knee back in place, you're talking about the actual kneecap, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. yeah is, my kneecap, yeah. So my kneecap where was slid at? over here to the right side of my leg. And it was like, it just looked terrible, bro. Dude, yeah. I remember her old, the it's whole unreal, energy bro. in that dome when that happened, Wait, bro. Just, dude, I remember that exact no play. No one said a word. No one said a word, sat there, like, it was Dre's down, and then, like, like the hands were like, like no, this. dude. No one was even. Started, no one was even talking. Throw your helmet, and I was like, that's not good. I was, I was so heated, and I think what. It's like a blessing and a curse because growing up playing football, I had a um, me and John played football together. Like little yeah, that's right. Everything, and we had a coach who was somewhat of a father figure, but from the football field because he taught us how to do right on the football field and off. Right. And like, I I, I used to get in trouble with him. Like, he wasn't my father. We weren't related or anything. But I used to get in trouble. Like, if I'm running the ball and I let one person tackle me, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like next practice, like why are you letting one person tackle you? Like, I love that. What's going on? I love that. And then I used to get in trouble for running out of bounds, and not like instead of like taking the hit to someone, right? Is it kind of what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, say, but I mean, like, I got to be smart about it now. But like, mm-hmm. I'd rather like hit somebody on the sideline to keep going or run them over instead of running out of bounds, you know. And I think that's just been instilled in my mind. But then again, I think when it's those plays where I can get stopped. Instead of getting an extra three, four yards, I go get those. Extra That's up here, right? Yards. That's what comes with, you know, yeah. year six. Like, those are things that you learn along the way. Yeah. Right? Gonna be a, those there, are things that you learn. There's going to be a play this year. You're going to be going down the side, and you're just going to. It's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a few of those. There better be, I say there better be more than one of those. I I'm just saying because, like, he talks about how he's like, oh, I should have ran out of bounds or whatever, but it's all going to pay off. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That was, uh, that was like, Walter Payton's biggest rule he always implemented was always, like, 
never run on the bus. Like ever, like, under any circumstances, like never run out of unless it's crazy. like the time you, yeah, like, unless you need to run out of bounds like yeah. the fourth quarter or something yeah and I think another but, thing that yeah. um a lot of I guess running backs specifically learn is that to don't be a hero when you have a guy kind of dragging you're dragging a guy you know what yeah. I mean you get that one leg caught up and you're kind of like like yeah. a sitting duck right and you're trying to fight for those couple extra yards I think that is where a large percent of injuries happen I've seen Thanks. too many guys go down like that right because you're trying to I've done it myself mm-hmm. like when I definitely like high school days like when I was like probably bigger than stronger than a lot of the defensive players, which now is definitely not the case. Yeah. Um, but, like, you, you think you can just out-tough guys, and you're trying to, you know, get a couple more yards. Someone comes in, and that leg is locked up. You know, that's, that's how thankfully I, uh, it did not happen to me. But I just thought about it. That's how I told my MCL sophomore against Is that Pat. exactly what happened? I was like, somebody had my leg, and I was like, you know, the Madden animation, you got to flick the stick up to do <laughs> a stumble recovery. I hit the ball, and I'm stumbling, but, like, this leg is just about straight out because he's holding. I'm trying to stumble oh, forward, no. and somebody just comes hit it from the side. I heard a pop, and I'm on the ground, like, streaming. Cause, like, it was, he pop, you hear a pop, and tore your ACL. I'm like, oh, no, I tore my ACL. I'm on, I'm on the ground. I'm like, wait, let, let me get up. I'm just probably tripping. I'm in the huddle. I put my hands on my knees, and I felt my knee, like, go in and out. So you got you got up right after that, went into the huddle trying to play it off. Yeah. And oh. then felt the knee move, and that's when then what? That they had took me to the sideline. I seen somebody coming in to get me. It was like, yeah, you, you done. So your MCL. Did you give him did you give him one of these or what? No, I seen somebody coming in as I went. Oh, to the okay. Huddle. They were sending someone in. Okay. Yeah, I, I was you. on the ground for a little bit and I got up. I'm Ugh, like, I'm I hate the, that, man. Dude, yeah, that makes Stomach. me feel that so makes you, me feel some so type you, of way. So you knew like your knee was like toast. And you didn't say anything to anybody. You just walked into the huddle. I knew it was toast when I got to the huddle. Okay. I got to the huddle and I like put my hands on my knees and bent uh, over a little bit, which is crazy because you, still, that, you got up and went into the huddle. And you that really happens. Like, though. I, I, like, that yeah, really happens. Me, I hate. That's, I hate when players just like lay on the ground and just sitting there like. Yeah. Like NBA, for example. <laughs> oh my god. They, they oh, say yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, like I hate when people like laying, just sitting there laying on the ground and like the elbow hurts or something like that. Just. I'm, I'm sure it hurts, but like, I just can't see myself sitting there like laying on the ground. I know, yeah. And then boom, I feel you. No, I'm I mean, laying on the ground. My yeah. leg is like twisted halfway. Oh come on! I'm gonna puke. But that's really how it is, yeah. though. Like when I when yeah, I stop talking about it like that. This is this is what I'll finish it on. When I tore my knee, and like I didn't know the full extent of it when it happened. Right, and mine was very different than his. Mine was non-contact. But I got eventually. I was like, man, that hurt. But the pain started to subside, and as I stood up. I started walking and I just walked to the sideline and I walk over to the sideline and I remember distinctly getting up in the little trainer's cart and dad is at practice. My dad is at practice. They had just recently moved to Marquette and dad's at practice and he gets out of the car. Cause like, if anyone knows me, like I've never been injured. Like I don't get injured. I don't get hurt. Like that's never been part of my game. I play smart. I'm physical, but I'm smart about it. And I just don't do stupid stuff to get injured. You're just a juggernaut. You can't, you can't get injured. You're invincible. He's a bulldozer, dude. He's a bulldozer. <laughs> but, but my dad gets out of the car and he gives me one of these with the hands up. And I look back at him from the trainer's cart and I go, a shrug, and I give him one of these. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably good. Like two thumbs up. Like, I don't know. I'm probably straight. Like my knee feels weird though. I felt like when I was walking back, if somebody, you probably felt the same way. If someone were to come along and like tap my side of my knee like Jenga, been through. Folded. I would have folded. All right, enough knee talk, man. <laughs> I'll well, tell one more knee story about the how how. No way. They did me so dirty no though. Way. Dude, my actually. So. Wait, can I? Right, sorry, can I have one more. It's, it's quick. It's quick. It's quick. So my dad was playing basketball probably like ten years ago. 
Oh, we don't want to get a bad no, 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 he, he was going, he was going coast to coast in a men's league. That's, oh, that, yeah, this is was. how he describes it. He's like, Jim, Hell I was yeah. going coast to coast. I was going coast to coast. <laughs> and he, he actually had the exact same injury as D Rose. That's like his claim to fame. That's right. ACL, that's MCL, right. it was all of them. And he was just like, yeah, just like Derek Rose, just like Derek Rose. You know, it's my, that's just my dad for you. But, uh, he said he was driving home. He tried to drive home and he just started puking because his, his leg was hurting so bad. Dude. Because it was like a, it was like his whole knee. He couldn't what? even like drive a car because he was in so much pain. He was like throwing up. Dude, so my mom had to come get it him. It is nasty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Hey, sorry. We'll call sorry. It. Sorry. Call it. Call it. I was going to say how they did me so bogus though. Bro. Yeah. So yeah. after they carted me up, they carted me up to the locker room. The AT took me there. I'm still in my game pants, girdle. Oh, you got to get Socks. it off. They say, yeah, go. I'm in crutches. There. All right, oh. go ahead and shower. I'm like, bro, I can't even like sit down like this. I'm trying to keep my legs straight, shower and everything. I'm, I'm in there going through it, bro. I'm like, man, this is terrible. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I was so doing, bad. and I'll finish it on this thought. I was using the handicap showers for a minute Ooh. after that injury. It's ridiculous, dude. It's dude. tough. Bro, I had to like get. It's tough, I'm just dude. like so scared. Knock on wood, dude. Bro. I'm so scared my knees getting blown out. Cause I've never, don't say I, dude. I've don't never had. Shit like I'm gonna go look for some wood to go knock on. <laughs> yeah, right here. He's got the door over there. But like, like pooping, bro. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong, bro. He's not wrong. Let's see it, bro. Let's see it, bro. That's funny, bro. You gotta like. He's not playing though. Like you have to prop your leg up because. Because like to get into the right <laughs> position to actually like get it out, bro, you ha- you can't. It's so uncomfortable. That might have so been the worst I, part. I shouldn't be laughing. That just that's kind of funny. And bro, directly like, after, <laughs> like, come on, surgery. bro. You got a you got a pistol squat when you take a, when you take a shit. <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like, uh, and it's bro. ridiculous, bro. Like I, I remember the first night because of my gosh, we were talking about this for way too long. I yeah, remember the dude. first night I had the um, what they knock you out with uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia that was messing up my bowels. I was taking oh, a stool, I was taking a stool boy, softener to try oh, and boy. get everything moving down there. Yeah. I was fighting demons on the toilet for three hours. Bro, no way. That was the worst you pain out of the whole surgery. That was that felt worse than when I came out of surgery and my knee was oh, hurting. Oh god, it was ridiculous. And on that note, the Cardinals are going to be featured on the in-season portion of Hard Knocks. What do we? Th- <laughs> I mean, I, I, we need a hard, yeah, it's a dude, hard cut. Yeah. Hard We're cut. hard cut. We're leaving it. Um, but I don't think Cliff Kingsbury should be the head coach of the NFL football. So team. that's that's what I'm saying is this is going to be. I think this is actually a great pick for them. I don't know what their selection committee looks like, what criteria they use to They're pick teams like drama. this. I think they they They're are looking for drama and for ratings. Drama. They're and looking names. for ratings. I think names is big names is also yeah. one that they have. Yeah, to, and America's new team, the Detroit Lions. So exactly, I think, dude, I really think they're two for two. <laughs> On their hey. picks. Nah, I think they're two for two, nah, bro. Dude. Don't He's even say Kool-Aid. that. Don't even say that. I don't like... No, I love... <laughs> dude, I love the Lions pick. No shit. But the Cardinals... Oh like, I think it's great. Think about the... the Dude, <laughs> when you think about the rankings last year, the Cardinals were the team to beat for a very long stretch give me, of the Give me the Saints undefeated. Give me the Saints and James Winston. They like 7-0. Dude. Oh. Steven give me the Saints, Saints over the Cardinals? No. Are you kidding? He's drinking more than Dude, Kool-Aid. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Okay, what, type, like what type of personality do you have in the Cardinals locker room, bro? You have the midget Murray running around. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Jay. DeAndre Hopkins suspended the whole, Jay. The whole year. I think Jameis Winston would be the Who? funniest oh, JJ? person on Hard Knocks. I think Jameis Winston okay. would steal the show on Hard Knocks. That is, a, the, very, that is a very and the Saints I, I would be good. Say it here. I, will, I will take the Saints over the Cardinals and the Hard Thank you. Feed me Jameis Winston comments. No, just because they got Feed me Jameis Winston comment. Okay. Saints, Saints, Saints. The Saints are like, dude, they could be legit. Shut up. 
If Jameis Winston comes Shut to play, up. dude, I what think do you that's mean? Tough. No, no, I, I, I don't. That's tough. I don't disagree. If, I don't if, disagree. It's, it's on Jameis Winston. It's on Winston. It is on. They have a Super Bowl defense. They have a Super Bowl defense. One person talking at a time. Sorry. Uh, did you guys hear it? Um, I this was a total like rumor. I think I saw it on Twitter or something. Drew Brees potentially nah, making a comeback. Nah, was that not, was that BS? Yeah. So we've seen that's was kind that of been, that's been thrown around, but Drew Brees is officially going to be heading into uh, broadcasting. Okay. He's he's okay, going yeah, into yeah, the booth yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. He's going to be uh, has potential to get a spot at uh, Fox and a few other places. There's been a lot of drama going on about that because the broadcasting world right now, as far as the NFL commentary going, has been shifted. The landscape has been shifted. Greatly, Greg Olson right now is someone that is at the top of his game. He's at, he's calling the Super Bowl this coming year, which is like kind of the pinnacle of of, of broadcast as far as that goes. He is though, I believe, um, coming up in the end of his contract with uh, I think it's Fox. And um, the interesting part about that is because now we know that Tom Brady is going to be joining the booth after his playing days are over. Tom Brady and yeah. Kevin this, Burkhart. This is my thing. So let me finish my thought yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Greg Olson, this is almost like his tryout to get land another deal very similar to playing right so it's the landscape of everything's being shifted but one thing that we do know and one thing that is certain is that former quarterbacks perform very well in the booth whether it be because of their superb communication skills their knowledge of the game the under, understanding of scheme excuse me a plethora of all those reasons they always seem to perform very well in the booth former nfl quarterbacks it just seems to be a spot where they thrive i, I would yeah, i would that, agree definitely. but the thing that is just like mind-boggling to me is that what type of commentary has Tom Brady done to get him three hundred million dollars? It's insane. First, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. And second, why does he need all that money? No, he why the hell are you paying him that much money, dude? Go freaking do something else with your money, dude. You don't need to pay him three hundred. I don't want to see Tom Brady on my TV anymore. Once he retires, he can go live in a shack in Alaska for all I give a shit. I wouldn't want to see him the rest of my life. It has been documented on early era episodes of the pod. Oh, if you have been following along, that Kate is indeed a Tom Brady hater, and I'm close behind. I will say I am close behind. I'm not a hater. I don't like him, but I'm not a hater. I, I, he's on a different level than myself. You will not he find was a on bigger inside fan. the NBA the other oh, night. Man. What the hell does he have to do with the NBA? Cause, cause he doesn't even know what the NBA is. He's the ultimate alpha of professional sports. That's why. Tom Brady, you will not find a better know about that. Dude, that. Seven that. Super Bowls? Seven Super Bowls? There's nothing it, alpha about kissing your kids in the lips. That doesn't mean alpha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seven Super Bowls? That doesn't mean alpha. All right, me. dude. Maybe maybe MJ. Like you got. There's a lot of guys, you know what I mean? Like... I'm, I'm not a big Tom Brady I'm fan. I'm a huge... I you won't find him. a bigger Brady fan than me. So, I, 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 I mean, respect I'm, I'm biased. I'm biased. You do. Like, you want seven rings. Obviously, seven he's great. Rings, but, like, I, I can't deal with this. With this, I'm retiring. Oh, LFG. Unfinished business. What unfinished business? You've won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> he what the eight. hell he are you talking eight, about? Dude. He wants eight. He was supposed, he's to, have, gonna get he was supposed one. to have six, bro, but I ain't, ain't going to speak on that. Word. What, the fumble? Talk? No. Okay, but then five. But bringing, it, okay, then five. But, but bringing it back to our, to oh, our Hard Knocks Dre, conversation. Oh, about that, dude. Yeah, you probably... Ooh. Bringing I it back to our that. Hard Knocks conversation. Sorry, for me, Atlanta for me, and a tuck roll. You can say ifs, ands, or buts about every game of every, every NFL season ever. And I just don't... It's not... It's a terrible Man, argument. And he's a Bears fan. Look it's at him. Same, I know. Look at him. Hey, Brady's the greatest ever. I'm a miserable... <laughs> the Bears have made me miserable for my entire life. But and I, I love them, but... I mean, I had I could, just, that I couldn't game, watch anybody else in the playoffs. That game to me is very similar to playing the it's who fast. beat who game. I hate playing that game. We beat these people and they beat them, so therefore we are greater than said team. The Pythagorean that, theorem does that, not apply to football. Exactly. Or you know what I mean, like, 
That's exactly what I was just talking about. That's, I used to that's Pythagoras. All the time back when I was younger. Yeah. But but back to the original conversation. I think that the Arizona Cardinals make for a great team for Hard Knocks. One because of the the drama, right? Kingsbury has been questioned at almost every point along his coaching journey, yeah. and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon because when you have a locker room full of the, uh, the names that have that amount of talent and pedigree on that roster, and then you show an inkling, just an inkling of what kind of success that roster and that locker room can have together, and then ultimately come up falling short. That breeds drama. And then you go on to the fact that Kyler Murray is missing OTAs because they're trying to figure out his contract situation. They're a superstar quarterback that, you know, maybe should have stuck to baseball. Just gonna put that out there. And yeah, Dre, give me that give me the head shake on that one. But I'm not I'm not bought in on Kyler Murray. <laughs> he said stick to baseball. I'm not, right? I'm not bought in on, on Kyler Murray. How That's old just is he? myself. He's young. He's really 20, young. 28. He, exactly. Yeah. No, he's, he's like 26. He's younger than 28. Not 28. He's, he's like younger 20, than 28. He was the first round yeah. pick in 2019. Yeah, but, but, but that's my thing. Yeah, 19? look it up for yeah, us. That's my thing. Like, Stick the pace. Because <laughs> it went. Yeah, like, yeah. If you put. If you put. I'm just saying, arguably. And I know it's two different things, but like, if you put Baker in Kyler's situation, at the time Baker came in the league and like put, put the team around that he did. What like what are people saying about Baker right now? It's very it'd be a very because interesting conversation. I feel like I feel like Kyler and Baker like Baker yeah, built built what? Yeah, similar teams. Uh, but ba- no, they didn't. No, Baker, the, the Cardinals are the first overall pick. Baker gets horrible. way Baker gets way too much shit. I'm saying like people don't give enough shit to like. I'd like to see Baker and Murray's stats compared. I mean, let's compare those. Murray's definitely let's better compare stats. Those Browns team and the Cardinals team. This year, like less this past year. No, not this year. You're talking about no, coming. You're talking about coming year. into coming the league. In, coming in, yeah. Oh, okay. the Browns. The Browns are better than the Cardinals. Of course. Yeah, yeah that's what he's team. saying. That's what he's saying. He had a better. I'm talking surround. about. I'm talking about previous years, like when when Baker and Kyler were both playing for their respective teams. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like I just I just feel like like I'm not balling Kyler Murray either because I just don't think he's like he's not that guy. I don't feel like Damn. you put you put I Baker. Feel like he can be. He has. You put, has he won a playoff game? I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I know that's not everything, but like, yeah. winning in the playoffs is like how. I you mean, for the longest time, Matt Stafford, 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 and now look at him now—he's a Super Bowl champion. Like, it's true. Exactly. Yeah. So like, it's, 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 he's only twenty-four, though, bro. The grass oh, is greener. Kyler Murray is twenty-four years old. Yeah, he's so yeah. young. He's yeah. super young. I mean, yeah. Baker's young too, dude. Baker's Baker's what twenty-six. I love Baker, dude. Baker's a year old. I'm on the Lions. I would never want him on the Lions. I'm just saying, Baker Mayfield's way better than Jared Goff, dude. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're going to see. That's all right. We'll all leave I'm it at that. He talks a lot for being we a Bears fan. We will leave it. He talks a lot for being we a Bears fan. We will leave Lions it at that. Are a dumpster fire, I'm just dude. saying the Bears will finish freaking 2-14. and 14. I muted them both, Dre, so we can continue with our conversation. Um, <laughs> the Lions obviously have the preseason hard knocks title, um, but after that, the NFL film crew will be heading to Arizona, as we talked about. Um, and I just think the amount of talent on that roster is going to draw people in by itself. Then you add in potentially some drama, also a great location. You know, mm-hmm. where the Arizona Cardinals are at. Not to say that Detroit isn't somewhere that NFL Films can make into a cool storyline. Because they, the, the best thing that NFL Films does is create storylines. Above all else, they don't make the drama. The drama is there. Mm-hmm. Right? The NFL Films team is not, like, manifesting that. They're not creating that. Now, someone higher up might go into that with a couple of, you know, interesting pieces that they definitely want to highlight or show us shed some light on. But I think their number one quality is the storylines that they create. You could have me sitting there watching Hard Knocks seeing three guys that are very much so fringe players, I'm rooting for them yeah. like all hell. Yeah. 
And if I weren't to watch the show, I would have no idea who these guys were. And second of all, would not give a shit, frankly, if they made the team or not. And now here I am, like their number one fan in their fan club, like mm-hmm. pulling for them, right? Because you hear their journey, you hear all this, and I think that, you know, with the yeah. Cardinals, and might be you get all those guys on every team with Detroit. That will definitely be prevalent. I think, yeah, I think it's really cool for Detroit too, because especially us, like that being our team. Yeah, you don't really get like a deeper like. I think that's what pe- people think it's so cool about it. You feel part of like all the decisions. Like everyone wants to be like. Why didn't you go trade for DeAndre Hopkins? Or why didn't you go sign uh, Aaron Donald? Whatever. But like, if you really get into the details, like this is the this is the part. And it's I think it's cool to like see like outside of like football. It's a business, and yeah. people start to see that when they when they watch. It's like this. It's all about money. <clears throat> Very it's much. It's all so. about money. And it's all about yeah. it's all about making making yourself known. You and what know? we're seeing so. now is. I think a lot of people are coming to understand where that money comes from, more specifically, excuse me. It's not merchandise. It's not jersey sales. It's not ticket sales. It is TV rights. And that's where all this money is coming from. And it's very interesting, too, because now you have all these large TV deals and um, these very exclusive rights deals to certain games. And, you know, what just happened just maybe, what was it, a year ago when they signed that new CBA? And now all this new money is coming to the NFL, potentially? It seems like the players may have drawn the short stick on that one. George Kittle was talking about that on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and that was something that I, that had not even crossed my mind, to be frankly honest, because I'm not in the NFL. I'm not part of the players. Association, you know what I mean? But for those guys, they got to be thinking about that. They might have gotten screwed over there. They don't. They won't sign another CBA for another seven to eight years, I believe, is what the the current contract stands for. And it's. It's kind of an interesting conversation that they will continue to have year in and year out. But um, some other notable names that will not be participating in the OTAs, for those of you who do not know, those are the organized team activities, kind of like not so voluntary, but voluntary workouts and uh, other types of you know on-field activities for NFL teams as they get closer to the regular season and preseason activities. Um, Debo Samuel is still holding out. Um, he had requested a trade, what, a month ago now? it seems like, and um, there has been seemingly no progress in that regard. We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure it's a daily uh, a daily occurrence that something happens over there in uh, San Francisco. Baker Mayfield, the more obvious one in Cleveland, they're trying to get rid of their former franchise quarterback. It feels like that feeling is, for the most part, mutual. There's no reason he wants to stick around. Obviously, he's probably got a lot of disdain towards that franchise after bringing in Watson. Man. Exactly. So... That feeling, assuming, is, is mutual. But the last one I did want to touch on, guys, is Aaron Donald. The man said he was about to retire. That was the plan. After last year, he was going to retire, pull a, a Peyton Manning right right off into the sunset, um, you know, at the top, right? Leave when, leave when you're at the top. And then Sean McVay comes around and says, like, we're keeping this guy around. Everyone kind of thought he was joking. But, you know, here he is. Like, the people are, I think, really fully expecting him to return to the Rams, right? I think, is that kind of the general consensus that I've seen from most people? I'd agree. That's the most I've seen about it. And Sean McVay says that, quote, the dialogue is good with the three-time defensive player of the year. So I wouldn't be too I wouldn't worried be... if you're in the Rams organization. The dude, yeah. like, he's a certified, like, arguably the best at his position. Yeah, he's the best. I think he's not the best arguably, defensive arguably, player. He's the best defensive arguably, player of all time. Yeah. I'm just, okay. he's the best defensive player. Of what, are, but what are we to say? I'm saying, like, what are we, what are we to say that? You know, like. I wouldn't say the best defensive player of all time. At his position. Yeah, at his position, he's one of the best. That's what I'm saying. So, so. If I'm in the Rams, if I'm in the Rams front office, or even a Rams fan, I'm not tripping, dude. He's he'll be good. You heard it here first. Uh, uh, L.A. front office. I forgot. I almost said uh, St. Louis. That was kind of funny. It was almost like a Freudian, Freudian slip or whatever. Um, uh, you heard it here first. Don't be tripping about Aaron. Aaron. Uh, yeah. Aaron uh, what's what's the owner's name again? I forgot. The hell, I don't know his name. Think I know his uh, name? Uh, I do know it. Of yeah. The Rams. I. Don't, I just forgot. Anyway, McVay. Don't be tripping, dog. He good. I'm already knowing. 
Yeah, he's good. Aaron Dobbs. Aaron Dobbs. <laughs> I was gonna say something. What old is he? Thirty-two. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about Michael Vick, huh? This is Mike Vick, baby. Michael Vick made some news this past week, and he hey, Greg, says, "Show me one of those, bro. They look good." He says yeah. that uh, you know about three days ago. Now recording this on Monday night, he, Thanks, bro. you know, I shouldn't sure. say that he said this, um, but reports are coming out that he was going to come out and play in this what's called the fan controlled football league, where people will submit plays that will be played out in the field and a bunch of other uh, aspects. It's kind of like a, a different take on like an arena football league type deal. It's, it's interesting with to Ra say in the least. Yes, mm -hmm. with To so. Um, that was kind of the report for a while, and people are getting pretty excited. Now Michael Vick says officially, like Michael Vick said this. This is not report per whatever. This is per Michael Vick. Um, he's tweeted that the cleats are going to, quote, stay hung up. Um, trying to find the actual quote here. He says, quote, I hung him up in 2015, never to return again. Had an amazing time and accomplished so much. I say that to say they're going to stay hung up, and I will not be coming out of retirement. So... That is uh, definitely interesting. Now, we talked about Terrell Owens signed with the league earlier this year. Johnny Manziel is another notable uh, former NFL player participating in this league. It's uh, It says here it's a condensed 7-on-7 seven -seven style version of football that takes place on a 50-yard field and allows fans to make the calls as far That's as the sick. play calls go. The idea itself is very interesting and captivating, I think, for an audience. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah. See, like Mike Vick, <clears throat> NFL quarterback. Do you think he really wants to play in a game that the fans are calling the plays? Like, it's a great. I mean, point. It, it would be fun. Like, he's so, he's playing football, but like, he's gonna think to himself. The other thing, I is, know more about football than all of these fans. Why are they calling the plays for me? You know what I mean? Like, that's I don't the know. whole point. It's, a well, I think it's fun, yeah. but like, yeah, I don't know. I think Kobe. I think that uh, Cannon, dude. Holy. Yeah. So now wow. we're, we're get, we got a video of here. We've got a video of. Uh, Oh, that's not Mike Vick. Hold on, it'll replay. So here's Mike Vick, and I'm not sure what stadium this is, fellas, but he he absolutely launches this <laughs> pigskin out of the state. It almost looks edited, which we can have that debate as well. Watch it. Shoot. No, dude. That, that's, that's so edited. Bro. Right? I think I do it. I think that's about 60, 65, 70 yards right there. Dude. It looks it looks like one of those. Dude, Mike yeah, Vick sorry, Dre, you got, got a bad cannon. spot. Hey, watch, Dre, watch Mike Vick watch has a ball, cannon, bro. dude. I don't think that's edited. Dude, he does have a cannon. Like either way, that's not Dude, debated. Does, yeah. But yeah, like, but you see how the ball disappears. Uh, he it, just goes over the wall. I I really uh, think. So. What do you yeah, think? What do we think? Maybe yeah. I, maybe I'm naive. Mike Vick had a cannon, maybe I'm naive. Bro. I know. Mike Vick I know had he had a cannon. Gun attached to his left side of his body. Like, <laughs> look at that. Throw, play it one more time for the viewers. One more time. Oh, I just took it down. Oh, Jim. it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he said, "Ask yeah, up close." If you want to know that that video is not edited, watch the clip of him Monday Night Football against the Redskins. Now the the guard, uh, not the Guardians, the Commanders. Commanders. There Deshaun we go. Jackson to, to Deshaun Jackson. It's, yeah. the, it's the first, yep, it's the first yep. play of the game, and he does a little play action. He goes like this. Here's my fantasy team. Well, I was lit, dude. He goes like this, turns around, <laughs> absolutely bombs the ball. I know exactly the play you're talking about too. I know exactly yeah, yeah. the play that you're like, talking what, about. What year was this? Mike Vick has a cannon. What year that, is that? Not an added, that is not an edited <laughs> video. Facts. That is real footage. What, what year was you're that? You're a hater, and you're a hater. Hey, bro. What right. year was that? Here we go. Here we go. What year was that? What year was that? 2010. Dude, cause I, I like remember clearly having Deshaun Jackson on my, on my fantasy football team. Like, holy shit, 80-yard touchdown. When you were like seven? You would have been like uh, seven years old. No, yeah. I... 1,000% remember that. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy 2000, football. I was, I was in the living room. It was 2010. Actually, that's... I don't... I was fantasy football at seven. Dad had the team, and I, I used to, like, help him run the team as a... What clip is that? 
Monday Night Football, Redskins, Eagles, 2010. We yeah, can't do that. To. Yeah, we can't but do that. I, I know, I know. I would I'm love just saying, to. I'm just yeah, saying. It, it was the first play from scrimmage. <laughs> the first play from scrimmage. Mike Vick threw it 70 yards in the air. It is wild. Yeah, it was It was incredible. That is nuts. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Do my B-reel for the day. So, Mike Vick, is B-reel time? Yeah. Do we, should we do B-reels on the pod real quick? I just got mine done. I, I don't do be real. Oh, my, my be real is. Real? The, I just, I just live. Oh, you're not on be real. Oh, yeah, see, got, so be got, real. Dre would like that. He posts his. I fits. feel like, yeah, I feel like, maybe Dre. Hold on, Dre. You'll be on my be real. So I be real on the Instagram. Hey, story, no free right? shoutouts. All right, be real, but be real. It's literally just a random time during the day. I'm plugging all of you if you're listening. If you've made it this far, we're an hour into the podcast. About, but be real. You just take two pictures of whatever you're doing at a random time in the day. Look, and all your friends get to see it. Say what's up, boys. Say what's hey, up. Say what's up. Say what's up. Doing? Say what's up. How we doing, Kobe's Yo. Be Real? There it is. Good Be how Real. That's a good Be Real right there. We'll show the cam. Hey, we'll show the cam. Like little picture of me right there. You flip it. Picture of the boys. That's just how the Be Real goes. It's Pretty a nice neat. It's a nice little app. So it's like a... It's like a you have, like, friends? It's like Instagram? Instagram. Yeah, you've got yeah, friends. Yeah, but you don't, you don't, like, talk But it's about... Hey, but it's about being... It's about being candid. Oh, you can comment. Oh, you can comment and you can react. You real emojis like this. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like Visco, basically. This no, is the metaverse. No, no, no. Look, I can go this is the beginning of like the metaverse. This is it, bro. Like We're just going to stop walking outside our house. We're just going to take pictures inside and Be just real. communicate through phones and stuff. Be real, bro. Like, Be real. It's just, but it's, scary all about, stuff, it's all about being candid and like in the moment. No, there's no filters, unique, no editing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. No for oh, yeah, Take Be the real. pictures through the app? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It ain't, you ain't submitting pictures. Oh, yeah. It's like it's whatever nice, you're bro. doing that day and you can't get out yeah. of it once you go in. So that means you can't get that uh, that big lip filter I know you'd be using on all your pictures, bro. Yeah, I don't use no filter. I <laughs> take pictures for real, bro. <laughs> but, fellas, we're, we just hit. It's kind of funny. We just wrapped it up and we're right at an hour mark again. Dude, we're yeah. good. We're like, we're, we're good at this, dude. Hey, it's just, it's like kind of got a little flow to it. Little uh, little end of the pod thing I gotta say, you know. Uh, oh Jesus! Know Last time this happened, we had to cut out a piece of the podcast. No, no, no. I will this say, is, this is this is because not, we this is I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> this is not this is not what you think it's gonna be. This Jesus. is not what you think it's gonna be. We'll talk, talk about, about it after the. We're gonna talk about a shirt. Not what you think it's gonna be. So this shirt, cheese. You know, you think it's oh, just like the food. I do what think. Do, it's what just what the do you say when someone's taking a picture of you? Cheese. No, smile more. That's all you gotta do. Smile. That was it. That was the message. Yeah. All right. Smile more. I'm here for that. I was. Excited. That was cheesy. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. That wasn't it. When Jimmy, when Jimmy comes with the unscripted stuff, like not to say like, okay, I say, I say that our show is not scripted. Like I have a rundown. It's not scripted. Yeah. But when Jimmy comes with the straight unscripted and like unknowing of stuff, <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit. That's of a like, loose the, like the like the untamed and uncut yeah. that uh, show that you saw. An untamed <laughs> natural footage. Yeah, like I get terrified. Like there may as well be a tiger <laughs> gotta, that walks you gotta into put this the room. Door, you got to put the hand on the on the video uh, uh, board. Get right and mute him. Uh, you're ready to hit that mute button. <laughs> I was I was here over the weekend. <laughs> it's for your own good. No, I know. Oh, that's funny. But fellas, yeah, that's that's all I've got for uh today. DeAndre, the man, he made it out to the studio, fellas. Oh yeah, Dre. Appreciate Dre. Anytime, Appreciate anytime. the boy. Thanks Aaron for coming Jones out, Dre. for joining us here. Hey, Thanks for coming out. Last, last shout out to Pimo too, man. Hey, yes. Shout, shout out Pimo Joe. Congrats, my boy. Shout out Pimo. Gotta shout out the boy. Um very oh, yeah. excited. A brother um, of the pod. Will not be just a friend. A brother true. of the pod. We'll we'll take that one. I is that by blood? How did we determine that? Oh uh, yeah, whatever it is. Did you do a test? A paternity paternity test? Okay. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Generations. Yeah. Ancestors. 
Um, but we will be having Pimo back on the show. Oh, he's already talked about coming on the pod when he gets back. That was really? the first thing he told me. That's yeah. awesome. He's like, dude. we'll definitely have a pod for sure when I get back. Like, come on, what a of a pod. What are you talking about? So, as always, if you made it this far, you're a real one. We appreciate you if you're listening. Um, you know, you enjoy it, but get and watch the podcast, man. Watch the podcast. We, yeah, so we got, we got some beautiful yeah, specimens yeah, yeah. out here. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but the, the studio itself, I yeah, mean, come the on. Studio, the studio is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I say it all the time. Kobe did a wonderful job. Oh, okay. Nice. okay. Yeah. It really brings out Kobe's eyes too. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what I was going for. <laughs> um, but follow us on Twitter at D one underscore rejects on Instagram at division one rejects. Use those timestamps. But if you, if you've made it this far, you definitely aren't using the timestamps. So OGB Steve. What was that? Nothing you good. All right, word. Shout um, out Dre. Shout out Dre. Otherwise, shout out Dre. Ty King, the hey. boys. Shout out Ty shout King. Shout out Ty King. It's our boy. Shout out Ty King Granny. We got to finish every every yeah, episode with that. Best oh, back yeah. best back in the country. That's how he introduces himself every time. No, we might have to no, have you both on when he does that uh, next time. Hey, Kobe. It's, it's what do think about that? He goes, best back in the country. <laughs> shout out my granny. Shout out my uh, mama. Dre might have something to say about that, man. We gonna see, man. Yeah, best, we might have to stick them. We best, stick them both on that couch. Best yeah. trio in the country. Yeah, <laughs> definitely RBU. We're deep. R- we're the, we are, hey, we are deep as hell. D two RBU. That's we are deep as hell. Bro. That's what I was, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're hey, deep as hell. Hey, and we're gonna. Oh no, I'm gonna stop recording before I say this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stop recording oh, before I say this. We'll see you guys next Thank time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>